the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents First Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of First Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. That's 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, a little article I was reading on Media Post Engage Millennial blog post from Shakif Islam. He's the CEO and founder of of NewsCred, and his group had gone and done a little survey of 500 millennials to find out what they liked and disliked when it comes to content. Now, we know content is king or queen, depending on who you ask, and so I thought it might be interesting uh, to hear from millennials on what they like and what they don't like or what's engaging them and what's not engaging them. So according to NewsCred's survey... They're saying that celebrity endorsements are okay, but actually not that great. I think these are all things that we may have suspected. They're saying that only 24% of millennials respond positively to content that references someone they respect and that that falls into the category of celebrities, politicians, authority figures, that kind of thing. Um, Women are less enthused than men, believe it or not, when it comes to uh, celebrity endorsements and gender. thought that was interesting. I thought it would probably be the other way around. Um, Survey also said that humor is a great way to connect with millennials. I think we all knew this to be true. But not just funny, ha-ha funny, but thought-provoking. Intelligent humor is also a huge driver, according to them. And it doesn't have to be strictly about current events or related to a cause they believe in. It can actually be um, original content as well. Uh, the other thing is, um, guess what? Their friends, while important, aren't the end-all, be-all in um, driving their preference, especially when it comes to brand. According to NewsCred, 30% of millennials say they like articles that are recommended by friends. By friends, and when asked if they prefer brands their friends use, even fewer said yes, 26%. Only 12% um, actively stated their dislike of brand communications via email and corporate blogs, and that would open the door, of course, that brands um, are okay to direct to directly interact with millennials. It's okay. They're fine with that. Now, we see a little bit of a different scenario when we're looking at uh, Gen Xers and boomers. Um, They're not as open to that, but millennials are saying that's okay. Um, They're saying, you know, if the information's helpful and useful, it's not too long, and it's not too salesy, they're kind of open to anything. So keep that in mind, especially when you're a brand communicating with millennials. Our first profile today is the Target Trendsetter. This is a mom, as you can imagine. Uh, More than 9 million of these women out there. A household income of around $90,000. Median age of about 40. College grads, a quarter of them are homemakers. They describe themselves as hopeful and entrepreneurial 
entrepreneurial, very happy with their life as it is today, uh, see themselves as an optimist um, and how they spend their time is more important than how they spend their money. Uh, They put their family first, of course. Uh, Their children, they say, should be allowed to express themselves and they like to indulge their kids with little extras. She does shop, it seems like, all the time, she says. In fact, whether she's making a purchase or not, she enjoys the act of shopping. She likes to switch up styles and fashions and she does switch up brands as well. Um, In fact, she'll do that based on deals. Uh, She shops for stores that are located nearby. She does uh, shop on price. She has right to the clearance rack, and coupons will draw her into stores where she wouldn't typically shop. Her kids do influence where she shops and how she shops, and um, again, she is... um, really focused on the home as well. So not just clothes, but things for the home. And she does try to manage her money. She says she's not very good at saving. She doesn't like the idea of being debt in, in debt, and she does struggle a little bit with that. So where is she shopping? Lands in Old Navy, Gap, Gap Dress Barn, Nine West are all tops with her, as, long, as well as Toys R Us and Michaels. Uh, she's driving a Volkswagen, a Honda, a GMC, Dodge, Chrysler, and a Volvo. If you're a marketer, how do you find the Target Trendsetter? Well, she's reading a lot of parent magazines like Parenting and Women's Focused Publications like Better Homes and Gardens, Real Simple, and um, Red Book. She's online a lot uh, on those sites that appeal to her kids, as you can imagine, like Disney and Nickelodeon. She's also getting her news a lot online because she's a busy mom and doesn't have time to sit down in front of the TV. So MSNBC and CBS are also go-tos for her. Well, my guest certainly knows a lot about the Target Trendsetter. I would imagine the Target Trendsetter is reading her magazine quite a bit. Jill Waggy is the executive editor of the Better Homes and Gardens brand. She's with been with Better Homes and Gardens since 1991, and all that time she's edited a range of topics and magazine titles in home decorating and design. And she was just promoted in December to this newly created position of executive editor. So excited for her. Um, and so she has a lot of responsibility now for that brand across digital video licensee, experiential video creation, you name it, Jill probably is driving it. Um, thrilled to have her on. Everybody's going to want to stick around. We're going to hear from Jill with Better Homes and Gardens when we return in just a moment. First Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. 
Want to change the design of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. My guest today is Jill Waggy, executive editor of the Better Homes and Gardens brand. She's responsible for ensuring the cohesiveness across the brand platforms, and that's everything from digital to video to licensing to video creation. She also oversees the content creation for Parent Meredith Corp's special interest media group. So she is pretty busy, I would say. Jill, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's a great introduction. Wow. <laughs> well, that's because you have a great job. Great job. I do. I have fact, the best job. You do. <laughs> I have the most seriously. fun job ever. You, you I do. do. You get to, get to control all pieces and parts related to that brand, and that brand is such a Oh my gosh, historical, powerful brand. And your role is a new one too at Meredith, right? Yeah. Tell us a little tell yeah. us a little bit about how that all came to play a little bit. Well, yeah, as this as this wonderful, you know, long long time Heartstrings brand, you know, has really modernized and um we've 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 reached so many more consumers on so many more platforms now. We have our magazine, but we also have the newsstand business and we have our we still have books and we do all these videos and we have this amazing presence on social media and in Pinterest and the in licensing, we have all these ways that that uh, our brand reaches our consumers. And so I have the fun position of sitting in on all the smarts. (laughs) I get to learn Mm -hmm. what what really works in all the different platforms. And we love to share that information across uh, the different disciplines and the different topics um, so that we can really continue to help this consumer with her life and to make her life better at home. And um, it's just, it's a very fun and a very powerful brand um, to, to, to look back through history, but then to see where we are today and how modern and how fresh and energizing it is for this next generation of homeowners as well. Absolutely. And and as I mentioned earlier, content is king, right? And so when you mm-hmm. have that many platforms and that many beasts that you have to feed, I mean, it is, that's that's a really big job. So congratulations on the new role. And I, I know that with your tenure there, being there since 1991, oh my gosh, you couldn't have found <laughs> a better person for that for that, uh, that role, for sure. And another way you stay in touch with that consumer is through research. I know you're always doing mm-hmm. research there at Meredith and with the Better Homes and Gardens brand. And in fact, um, I was at the International Builder Show in January. You were too. In fact, I set mm-hmm. in on uh, your survey results presentation with NAHB and I thought, oh my gosh, this is great information. I have to have the listeners of Purse Strings um, hear this and I'm so glad you're on today. It was your seventh annual survey of the attitudes and behaviors of home buyers and um, I think you said you surveyed 1,600 women. That's a lot of women to survey, mm-hmm. all living in family homes. So they, they're living in a home. They know what they're talking about when it comes to um, the home. And mm-hmm. you kind of were gauging their thoughts on everything from home improvement spending to functional design and, and home tech, which I know is kind of a – it's been emerging. Now I would say it's on the full front of, of people's minds. What mm-hmm. was the most surprising finding from the survey? Because I thought there were quite a number of surprising findings, but what did you find the most surprising? 
there are. There were a number of really interesting, um, interesting findings. I think what what I've, I found the most, I think, surprising and interesting together, I guess I have to put them together, is that um, what we learned about some of that smart home technology and how that breaks out across the different generations. And um, just learning how this next generation of homeowner is actually more of a smart home native. You know, we would hear a lot about digital natives, and when you think about when we saw some of the, the, their, their answers come back on the survey about where they felt smart home technology was the most appropriate and the most useful, and to see how their minds reached far beyond even the kitchen and the living room into other ways that technology and, and smart technology can be helpful. And that is just, that's so fun for us as a brand to think about how life is getting better in, in all the different rooms of the home. Right. I know. And I think sometimes we think technology can be the other way, right? It can be a royal pain, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's, no get, there's no getting around that. You know, it can really make our lives a lot easier. And we're going to get into a little bit more detail uh, on that particular finding in a moment. But, but this is a survey you conduct year after year. And I'm curious, do you switch up mm-hmm. the topics or, or are you looking for swings in responses around the same categories? And how do those responses tend to vary year over year? Mm-hmm. The, it is a tracking survey, so we've, uh, we've done it year over year, and we do that to watch what the market is doing on a consistent set of questions. So you're right, we do do that. But um, across the seven years, we have gone in and revised things a little bit over time um, to learn more as that consumer and homeowner has evolved. And this year, we took a real specific focus around outdoor living and yard and on curb appeal and on this smart home um, technology adoption. Those we, we just really wanted to focus in on those and to, again, look at how millennials break out. But um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a self-confessed housing data nerd. I call myself that all, around, all the time around the, around, the, around the department. I'm known as being the, you know, the housing statistics geek in the, on the floor. And um, so we do like to track things over time to, um, to really notice when there's a statistically different shift in things. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest shift we've had recently is, is really um, but, you know, the, 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 when we were going through the housing trauma, you know, we, we had years of yeah. a free fall and of tumbling and the drama and the big changes were about things that as people really were forced to kind of reprioritize and rejigger. And um, now that things have sort of leveled out, now the recovery is gradual. You know, it's, it's much more mm-hmm. um, a slower, safer, surer climb um, back up. And so really what is the most dynamic thing that's changing right now is that millennials are coming into this homeownership. And um, I, I tend to refer to them as next gens because someone who's 18 has a very different point in life than someone who's 35. So um, just watching how this whole new mindset of a generation comes into yeah. homeownership is um, that's, that's yeah, a big dramatic exactly. thing to track right now. Right. Well, and you're absolutely right. That millennial group, such a large group. I mean, as you said, it can range anywhere from 18 to 30, what, 34, depending on how you right. look at it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, millennials in their 30s, they may, they're on their first house. Some of them may be looking to move up into another home. And they're, they do have different priorities than, say, Gen Xers, right? I mean, you saw mm-hmm. distinct differences between those generations, Absolutely, yeah. They're, um, you know, the they're much more um, 
likely to use outdoor space as entertaining. You know, just, just overall, our consumer for Better Homes and Gardens loves outdoor living and entertaining outside, but the millennial audience, that next generation, just hyper-accentuates that. Um, this is the hangout generation. They're having people over and you know doing micro-brews, and everybody's bringing a dish for a casual gathering, and they're hanging out outside on the deck or the patio. They really like to gather, and they like to get together with that friend network. And um, so it's, it, to see those statistics bear out in what their intentions are, you know, is, is just really reassuring to us. They eat outside more regularly, just for family meals, even more than, than most of us do. And they tend to want to have their outdoor space look a lot more decorated. That's another really fun thing going on right now in home is all the products that can actually sit outside all year long. And they just statistically are even so much higher over Gen X and, and, and even um, over the boomer generation in their interest in doing that. So those are three really big ones for the outdoor space yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, and those people don't live in Minnesota, I have to thank Jill, because I'm up <laughs> here in Minnesota. And uh, although maybe I want to live outdoors the three months you can actually get outdoors, but in general, I'm really jealous of those people in the South who can use the outdoor spaces almost year-round. And I would, I can see the value of that, you know, truly extending your living space. I'm really jealous, yes. actually. Of that. Yeah, no, I live in Iowa, so but like you, I'm, I'm on the mosquito prevention control for outdoor living, and uh, don't I can't live on it year-round. But we did actually do a regional sort on it, and um, – it, it looks to me like it, people are really enjoying that outdoor living space across the country, except for those hardcore winter months. And just to see the fringes of fall and the fringes of spring, that people still acknowledge that they were actually continuing to do that outdoor living. Um, I, I specifically wanted to get at that to see if things like the fire pits and the heaters and some of the you know mosquito and bug pest control things are helping people really live outdoors um, more months out of the year. And it was good to see those fringe months a little more active. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And so the focus on the outdoor and really making that a true living space and being more decorative with it, what else are women seeking most in their dream homes? Because they may not be living in their dream home right now, but when they think about their dream home, kind of what's on that wish list? Yes, they are still, um, they, they still are dreaming of things like the fire pit, the fireplace, that outdoor fire feature. You know, a lot of them have a lot of millennial homeowners already have something like that, but the ones that don't are really definitely dreaming about it. They they want that as an attention getting feature. Um, I was also intrigued by the number of um, of the next gen responders who said that they already had a sound system and a television outside in their outdoor living space. And then, and then again, statistically on top of that, the ones who intended, who still dream of that for their for their home, was also much higher statistically than than Generation X. And that sort of says to me that this generation is streaming content. You know, they're they're taking their probably taking their laptop outside or their tablet and watching content outside. They've got you've got if you've got your iPod and you're in iTunes and you've got your portable speaker to take outside. That even in this early years of home ownership, there are affordable solutions that help you get out and enjoy those outdoor spaces. And maybe it's in that dream next home where the TV is mounted to the, to the wall above the outdoor substantial fireplace. And, you know, there's a lot of debate about whether people still dream about outdoor kitchens. I know my good friend Rose Quint at NHB that her survey showed that outdoor kitchens were really far at the bottom. 
our survey showed that millennials are dreaming about them. You know, they still they still dream of that for their future. Um, they just haven't had it yet or lived through it yet to know if that's something that they they don't have it right now. Um, but that just might be a result of just their extra interest in spending that time outdoors too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then we also know there's the house they live in today, right? And there's those home right. remodeling projects. And um, we're going to take yeah. a quick break. And when we come back, I do want to ask you about what they are willing to spend their dollars on today, knowing that they may have mm-hmm. big dreams for that future home. So stick around. More from Jill with Better Homes and Gardens in just a moment. First strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. 
Welcome back. I've been talking today with Jill Watt. She's the executive editor of the Better Homes and Gardens brand. And we've been talking about BH&G's seventh annual survey on the attitudes and behaviors of home buyers in the U.S. They surveyed 1,600 women on things around home improvement, functional design, and value in home tech, all kinds of rich information coming out of that survey. We've been kind of piecing it apart during the last 20 minutes. And I know that you um, asked women about what they'd be willing to to spend their dollars on when it comes to home improvement projects. Can you share a little bit about what's on that list and why return on investment is playing a big role in those decisions? Yeah, I think um, one of the interesting um, perceptions out there is, you know, we talked a lot about them was about curb appeal and about their outdoor living yard and, and landscaping space. We're really focused on that this year. And it's interesting that, you know, curb appeal is such a hot topic for everyone in real estate. It's, it does really, you know, we, we do a great job with that online and in, in print stories. Everyone loves to, to think about how they're going to fix up their front of their home. And um, they're about, nearly a third of, of millennials um, thought that they perceive that as a really expensive proposition, which I found that intriguing because I tend to think of curb appeal projects as being a little bit more affordable. So um, you know, they thought there was a little, a little on the spendy side, but to them, what curb appeal really means is a pop of color. They responded to um, using pops of color to enhance their curb appeal as their number one um, response. They, they like 64% of them said that that's a priority for them, whereas 54% of Gen X said that. So that's a huge statistical difference. So I think one of the important things for people to think about when you're talking with, with these next-gen home buyers is they have this this comfort level with color that is um, that's very personal for them, and to think about that even on the exterior of the home um, is going to be a, a really a important thing to think about here for the next for the future. Um, but we asked them like, what are their what are their plans for their um, for their projects on their exterior? And landscaping came up really high. Exterior housing lights also high. A new front door, upgraded path lighting, new mailboxes. So when we asked them, you know, what these projects are that they're doing, they're these, they're things you can sort of bite off one little piece at a time. You can, you can spend a little bit of money here and make this better. And then a few months later, make it a little better here. And we got pretty far down into the list before you got into things that had a big price tag to them. So they've got a lot of projects they're planning on doing and they all key up to another aspect they respond really strongly to is that they want their home and even their exterior to be a reflection of their personal style. And you know, personal style is just such a huge calling card for, for this generation as well. And they're extending that into mailboxes and shutters and the color of their front door. Um, so that was, that was a really fun thing for us to see. And, and curb appeal is so closely tied to home value. You know, it's that first perception mm-hmm. element. Um, so that was a strong indication for us. I don't, at this point, I don't know that we didn't, we didn't track and I don't have a strong sense even from my, my knowledge of what, um, what people consider to be those really good return on investment type of home improvements because that real estate market needs to level out a little bit more. You know, this generation yeah. has just landed into this first fixer-upper home. They're fixing it up because they're happy to be there, and they're happy that they qualified for the loan, and they're still paying off their student debt. And so, yeah, they will eventually move into a dream-up home. But, you know, until some more of the real estate market you know, um, levels out a little bit, I don't hear as much about people talking quite yet about this being money well spent on resale value. Well, you're spending the money on it because you want to make it better for the house you live in right now and you need to update it if you're ever going to sell it you know it's 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 not a it's not it's a different mentality than it was in the early 2000s very different yeah 
Yeah, extremely different. And and so what's the opportunities for companies, Jill, based on the information that you gathered? I mean, should they be focused on different products and services based on this information? What are what would be your recommendation? Yep, I think helping them understand what the value is of the money that they're spending on their home. Because if you know you go into it and they're perceiving yeah. that some of these things might be expensive, um, helping them understand their options. You know, this is also a generation that that doesn't like to cheap out on materials. You know, they're not they're not always looking for the cheapest thing. They still uh, focus on good value. So helping them to understand in this even in this world of smart home technology, if there isn't, you don't have to spend on a system that costs tens of thousands of dollars, there are some little put-in-place solutions that you can have um, for a more reasonable off-the-shelf kind of a price. Um, you know, understand they're going to have some, some budget limits, but they're also going to be creative and do a lot of their own research. They're out there on social media, and they're, and, and they're, they're seeing, to your point in the, in the opening of the whole show, they're seeing what their other friends are doing and liking and sharing in their social media platforms. And um, they're very visual and very design-oriented and have, have an amazing design vocabulary. Um, so you need to be able to kind of speak their, speak their language because they're going to come into it smarter and, um, than, than, than ever before. So I think that's a, a really good thing for people to keep in mind when you're marketing. Um, I also right. think, oh, yeah, in the marketing. Yeah, go I was going to say, and you have a lot of those platforms there at Better Homes and Gardens, so you have all of that kind of built in, right, to kind of share that message we, to the consumer. We do, yeah. We have lots of, we have smart, uh, smart Home Technology Hub that's, um, that's built out on the site now that we're continually adding content to, and there are tech moments and smart home moments woven throughout the magazine. Um, we have lots of different videos that explain all these types of home improvement projects for people. So, um, you know, millennials like to know how to do things. They maybe haven't done it before, but they're not afraid to, to get out there and find the platform and, and search for it in Google or search for it on, on Pinterest or in the pages of our magazine to find out, find their inspiration and then find the information to go and get it done. Um, so that's, it's a fun time to be tracking all those behaviors. Well, and I thank you for doing the research year over year. It's always a good read to kind of see what homeowners are thinking and what they want. And for me, I'm a marketer, right? And I have these clients who are in that space. So it's always great information to arm them with, too. So thank you, Jill, for all that you do. And um, also for the Better Homes and Gardens brand and your new role, congratulations. And I want listeners today to definitely go online to bhg.com. You'll see all the things that Jill's been talking about, many, many resources for you, whether you're in the market yourself to remodel some home, a home, or if you are a marketer or a company that markets to homeowners, just a wealth of information. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.